When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. Welcome back, everyone. I am excited for today. I have two very special guests, which I'm excited to um, introduce to you. The first one is near and dear to my heart, (laughs) and he's with me. He's my producer. He is a father of four, a loving husband, (laughs) and he's an incredible, incredible, incredible producer, Andy And later on in the episode, I have um, Lisa Del Campo, who is Lance Bass's assistant. So Lance Bass, obviously from NSYNC, but she has been his assistant for like 15 years. And I was watching her on The Circle. She's on a show on Netflix. And I was like, oh my God, I have to have her on. I want to like pick her brain, like assistant to assistant and, and talk to her. So she's coming up, but I wanted Andy on because Andy just got back from Hawaii and I texted him and I go how's it going so far better than my trip or something like that and he, and he goes oh I've got a story for you and I'm like oh my god you have to you have to come on the show please welcome Andy <laughs> tell me everything uh yeah so um you know naturally traveling with four kids you know most people I meet are have no parameter or you know for how you could even do that and I would argue too like yeah if you don't have four kids you just don't you just you will not have a parameter you just have to do it and then like and then you discover what right. it takes to survive. Did you guys want four kids or did this just happen? Yeah, we wanted four kids. Um, what well, well, our agreement okay. was before we got married, uh, my wife and I, Mercedes, we both came from th- having three. So like she has two brothers and then I have a brother and a sister and we and we're both the oldest and we both didn't like coming from three siblings. So it was kind of like we either were like, well, if we only have two we're good. If we end up having three, we're automatically having four. But you just don't like the odd numbers? We kind of, Yeah, maybe it was the odd numbers. Like we didn't want there to feel like there was an odd kid out. Like naturally somehow they would pair up like in life and all of that kind of thing. So we're just assuming right, or hoping right. that that might be a thing. So yeah, my oldest daughter... Uh, her name is Sunflower. Um, we She has Down syndrome and we adopted her uh, right from the hospital, you know, eight years ago. So three, you know, right out of the hospital, she was three days old. And so that was our, our first. Yeah. And that was, and that was your wife, that was Mercedes uh, that she wanted yeah. to adopt. 
a baby yes. with Down so syndrome, she, right? Um, she's it was always part of like her family plan, like to eventually adopt whatever that meant. And she had worked okay. kind of in the disabilities and special needs uh, world vocationally for about ten years prior to us meeting. And so she she had different jobs mm-hmm. and volunteered at a bunch of different things. And so when we first talked about. Um, having children we kind of had a couple years of of some grief uh, mainly because her one of her brothers actually passed away at 21 and then yeah and then very Mm. shortly after uh, we actually had a miscarriage and so um, it was Mm. oh I'm sorry it was actually uh, the miscarriage took place first and then her brother passed and so that whole year was just like a kind of year of grief and so um, we did some traveling and we went to Haiti and we actually uh, worked at a, a, an orphanage that had a, a bunch of kids uh, with different disabilities, mainly uh, cerebral palsy. But leaving that, she was like, I think um, I think I want to adopt for our first kid. And are you open to us adopting a child with a disability? And so. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I was after having now spent time with them and spent a lot of time with her and the work that she was doing. And. Um, so we we kind of just zeroed in on Down syndrome just because all these different folks that we had met that had Down syndrome, we absolutely adored and loved. And um, mm-hmm. swear to God, like it was, we started the process in January, um, got all of our home study stuff done by end of March. And uh, I'm sorry, by end of May. And within three weeks, we were getting phone calls and basically adopted Sunflower <gasps> in the beginning of June. So that was only a... And how old was she when you got her? Uh, three days. So yeah, I mean, oh like right, gosh. right from the hospital. So um, <gasps> that's like this whole. So for yeah. you, the process was fairly easy. It was very fast and easy, but I mean that yeah. that is kind of like when you there's a I mean I could do a whole episode on just like the myths of adoption and like kind of like yeah. dispelling. I feel like we're gonna have yeah. to because I want to pick your brain on that. That's it's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. So yes, like if you were in a short like explanation, if you were going to like attempt to adopt a person with a disability or child with a disability sibling sets anything like that i mean there's literally kids waiting so it's kind of like you can if if adoption is in your future and you're just ready to go and you're open to that then you will be placed very quickly so that's not like the whole idea that adoption takes forever it's like well it can but it doesn't have to so but it depends what you're open to so right that's that's kind of that so yeah we adopted her eight years ago and then my son after that was born 18 months after that and then two years later my next son and then my other my <laughs> my third son uh was born 18 months ago so yes yeah, so i have four kids under the age of eight. Oh my okay gosh. so um when we, you know flying to Hawaii, obviously we know there's a big time difference, right? Yes. And so we leave. You know, we're up at three forty-five a.m. to get out to drive to the airport and get out, right? So we yeah um, we do all of that, and my wife like woke up not feeling great, you know, female wise, and so uh, that you know that kind of compounded the experience. <laughs> Aunt Flo is in town. Exactly, yeah. Aunt Flo is in town. That's a great way to say yep. that. But she also woke up with a stiff neck. And so then like she couldn't like move her neck. And so she couldn't like carry the baby and then also her bag. So it just kind of like, okay, all of a sudden I'm the I'm the mule. And so everything's loading up on on me, which is fine. But um, it just she was 
having the worst experience getting to the airport being on the plane right. she's miserable she's upset like i'm just it's kind of like okay i'm i'm holding all of this together okay yeah yeah uh the flight my 18 month old is super busy we had a bouncy ball with him and he just threw it the whole time but it was constantly like going up near the cockpit and down the aisle and so oh, no. so we were just like super busy on the plane and all of that he he barely were there slept. a lot of kids on the plane though i feel like that's that's the only perk about hawaii is there's normally a lot of kids on that on that flight yeah there was actually come to think of it yeah there was a fair amount of kids so i feel like there's a lot of acceptance and grace on the plane I feel like that, there's a that's lot of kids. why yeah. that, that that's what i was getting so you at kind of yeah. get away but um you know as we're traveling i always get these comments to me that like oh wow we're just admiring how great of a dad you are and i'm just like oh you guys don't see me at home i'm a terrible dad <laughs> stop <laughs> no you are a really good dad like the fact that you have four kids and you have always have a smile on your face and like you're just so hands-on <laughs> yeah you yes your like, hands that, that's that's rare <laughs> yeah i'm two hands-on and then the two other hands that i don't know i'm growing out of my back are also on yes um yeah. so it's yeah it's great i try it's good i'm trying yeah so we land, and granted now, it's Hawaii, so we've been up since 3.45 a.m. Pacific, and we land, it's like 10 a.m. So we have yes. an entire day ahead of us in Hawaii. Yeah. Okay, and so... Did any of your kids sleep on the flight? A little bit, yeah. Just actually... Okay. Um, ju- actually, just the 18-month-old for like an hour. Otherwise, all of them were up for like the entire okay. time. Okay, and you just give them like electronics or something to play with or watch a movie or s- and snacks. Yeah, just snacks. Yeah. And we, we pack their own backpacks and they have like their own activities. And we okay, kind of like, good. we really, you yeah. kind of, you become very strategic and militant about like how you prepare yeah. for trips. We, we, we don't typically call them vacations. They're just trips of different dynamics. So it's like, this is a family <laughs> yes. trip. This is kind of a vacation, but it's just a trip. You know, we don't set ourselves right, up right, too right. much. So we, we get there, we finally get settled. Um, there's a lot of question marks around this trip because for those of you who are looking into Hawaii right now, there's next to no rental cars for good prices. I think you mentioned mm-hmm. this on, on your other show with Riley, right? Yeah, people are so renting people, uh, U-Hauls. Trying to, like I tried to and there wasn't any available. If you can find a car, it's like $400, $500 a day and they're not minivans. So if you have like, you know, a family like ours of six, I'm just sweating. I have no idea how we're going to, we were flying into Hawaii without knowing how we're going to get to our hotel. Like that's, <laughs> I'm literally getting off the plane. I'm like, okay, now we're going to find a ride. Yeah. And yeah, so figure it out. Yep. And fortunately I walked right out of the airport. I walked up to a taxi that was a minivan. I was like, oh, this might work out. I asked him how much and it was like cheaper than Lyft XL. That's so crazy. I was like, yes. And that was a taxi. It was a taxi. Yeah. Like I just posted this on my Instagram. Like I have so many good things to say about taxis in Hawaii. They are the best. I wonder if taxis are going to make a comeback. They will. They now kinda, that Uber is like dwindling. It, yeah, because that's just it. It's like taxis in Hawaii, another tangent, sorry, but taxis in Hawaii are their own independent businesses. So it's like by using a taxi, you're actually supporting a small business in Hawaii. And mm-hmm. if you're a larger family, you use them. They're cheaper than Lyft and they're actually making more money than being a Lyft driver. And so it's just like. If you are a family of five or six and you need a minivan to get around and you can't find a car, go take the taxi. Did you ask him for his number when he left? Yes. And I do okay. have his number. And that Good. guy's and I used him like four times while yes, I was there. That's the He's best thing to do. Amazing. If you like the car, you like the driver, get their number and use them throughout your trip. Yep. Yep. Good. And so fortunately found the taxi, drove all the way out to the west side of Maui. 
we get settled i get into our room having no idea what a room looks like because it's kind of like a timeshare condo so like the rooms aren't all the same and our room was huge it was like this one bedroom like with a pullout but in a separate living room with a pullout sofa and a table and like on the first level with like a practically a backyard hawaiian garden i mean i can't even it it blew me away we're we're so stoked we're satisfied let's go eat lunch so we we go to this incredibly mediocre restaurant at the hotel (laughs) (laughs) so that's how riley describes restaurants incredibly mediocre yes to start it already feels off i don't like the waiter it just feels weird the kids it's like a glass table so the kids are just banging forks and spoons it's just loud there's like only three other people three other covers like in the in the restaurant that are uh that are eating and our kids are just being a lot and that's expected and it's fine but i'm trying to enjoy the view i can see the ocean we're out by the pool it's it's like an upper deck that's looking down on the pool and um they're all excited to try juice because there's all the the wait the waiter pitches us on all this tropical juice that they have so i'm like okay great so like we get one of my kids a bunch of juice and then they bring us this apple juice that is like made from i don't know like 15 to 1 sugar to water for how like sweet and gross this is they like oh well, let's just give it to the 18 month old because he's like whining so whatever we give him yeah. this apple juice he he pounds like half of it and like mm-hmm. I, I i normally see how much he drinks and he's just chugging it and i'm You're like, like uh oh i'm looking at him and we're like okay and then and then he like within 30 seconds he's just like looks super tense and he's just like super sad and he's like starting to whine and like okay let's just take him out of the the seat so i take him out of the high chair holding him on my left side he's kind of crying i'm trying to like kind of rock him just a little bit and then he turns his face towards mine and proceeds to projectile vomit straight onto my face down my shoulder (laughs) down my leg onto my feet because i'm wearing sandals because it's hawaii and i am (laughs) Did the, did the vomit at least smell sweet <laughs> I, I can't even remember like i was up to this point oh, I'm, I'm standing there and i'm like we have to leave we have to leave like that's the only did you already order your entrees we ordered our food like i i ordered a drink that was terrible i drink in half of it i was this is like the the shittiest so you're experience. sober <laughs> you have vomit all over you i've just you, traveled you i'm eaten. hungry <laughs> you're hungry Right. And, and I forgot to mention this, forgot to mention this, my other, my next youngest, who's four, uh, he had suddenly, I, he'd come over to my side of the table and he was freaking out, like his mouth kind of spitty and it seemed like he was going to throw up and then he spits out medicine. Like he had found like a gel tab on the ground and and had put it in his mouth. (gasps) On the floor? on the floor but i don't know it's medicine he's just like coughing and kind of seeming like he's gonna he's gonna throw up so i run him to the bathroom and rinse his mouth out and then my wife runs into the bathroom after me leaving my three kids at the table (laughs) and she shows me what was in his mouth and it's like this green medicine gel tab like a nyquil or like something like that no and i'm like oh no and and we're we're like sitting there be like did he actually swallow one is it did he spit that out anyways pretty sure he just put it in his mouth it tasted terrible and he spit it out and he was just gagging yeah so we go back to the table and then that episode happens with the 18 month old and so then we're just like we're out Uh this is we're out and so but i go to the bathroom to to clean up because i have no idea what to do with myself and i'm just i'm kind of cleaning him up taking his shirt off i'm I'm like i'm just wearing my shirt because i have no choice but then my feet are covered in vomit right and so i'm like and i can't get my feet on the sink i'm holding like an 18 month old i'm like this sucks and so but 
I see that they have like one of those like higher standing urinals. And so I <laughs> you know did people, not. So, all right. So <laughs> fortunately we know that flush water is actually clean water. So I'm like, okay, as long as I don't, as long as I put my foot up high enough, that's like a range of, of splash that should be okay. And so like, I got to get my foot up high enough and try not to touch the porcelain and just flush the toilet. So only clean water like <laughs> rinses off my feet and that worked. Oh I my never. Gosh. So these are the battle wounds of fatherhood. Oh that... my god! But then after that, did it get better? Yes. Yeah, so it took. Like, yeah, oh. for sure. I, I. It's like it's a, the first two days were such a blur because the time. It was really just the time change adjustment. But we stayed for seven, so the five last days were epic. You know. Yeah. So it's like just like holy moly! Like what a way to start. <laughs> I could not. I. I could not believe it. I was like, this welcome is... to the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I was I was watching my buddy's Twitch channel, and he was telling like the same type of story, like he had a week before, and I'm like, I'm living his story. Like, That's the same thing right now. It's unreal. I, I never, I like I've had kids, like my kids have definitely thrown up in odd places, but it's always like, oh no, they threw up, and now they made a mess somewhere. We got to go clean it up. Yeah. It's never, and I, I've been spit up on, of course, but like we're talking an 18 month old, like eats normal food, projectile vomiting. It's not yeah. like you know breast milk. It's like this is like an Vomit. adult, an adult. Yeah. Might I know that's how but I mean imagine Piper was throwing she threw up maybe 20 plus times constant constant I could barely I I had to hold her in the car because she was vomiting Mm -hmm. so much I couldn't even put her in the car seat I mean seeing your kid vomit not only is it disgusting but then it's like concerning yeah (laughs) for sure for sure what the hell like like clearly your body is rejecting something Mm -hmm. well and like like you guys discovered with piper with dehydration it's it's an odd thing that it's like if you're dehydrated that can cause you to to do that so it's it's because the body has no water to to actually like you know chemically you know mix what's that whatever's in your body to to regulate it so it's crazy (sighs) The whole thing is crazy, yeah, but I'm so, so glad you're back, and I'm yeah. glad you're tan and refreshed. <laughs> um, I I want you on the show more. I think yeah. it's good to hear from you. Let's definitely talk about the adoption and all of that because I feel like that's that's you can really like. I mean, it's readily available, but it's not like coming from someone who's done it and that can yeah. like tell you the ins and outs. So I think that's all very fascinating. Yeah, I, I'll admit, like, it w- the first month for us was confusing because it was navigating just by Googling. You know, we just right. went on the Internet and tried to look and figure stuff out. And there was a lot of things we we realized, oh, we can't do it this way. Oh, we need this first. Oh, we need that. Yeah. So it's like there isn't there's different like small organizations. You can go and attend classes and all that kind of stuff. But I I totally agree. I've tried to always offer our experience and our advice um, through through all of that. And yeah. so I, and you I guys have a podcast, to- too. Yes. And Your so wife my wife has a podcast, right? Yeah. So my wife um, is a co-host on a show called the Lucky Few podcast, and it's all about Down syndrome. And uh, she shares that show uh, with our friend Heather Avis and our other friend Micah Boyette and uh, important voices in the Down syndrome space. And, and of course, we do a lot of that kind of work on Instagram and all of that. So That's so make sure to go follow that. Go listen to that show or, you know, share it with someone that you know would benefit from it. So thank you for being on. Yep. And then everybody make sure to to, um, stick around because we have Lisa on the show today. Hey, just chill. I got all the time to kill. Yeah, I got good vibes. Good vibes. I'm too blessed to give in to any stress. It's only good vibes. Good vibes. 
I'm so excited for today's guest. She's an assistant to the stars, but not just any star. He's a fan favorite and my personal favorite. NSYNC <laughs> member Lance Bass. And she was also on the hit Netflix show, The Circle, season two, airing now. Please welcome Lisa Del Campo. Is it, do you say it with an accent, Del Campo? Um, I do not. I don't, I don't know why. I just never did. Cause I guess my, my mom doesn't either. My dad does obviously cause he's from Mexico, but yeah, okay. no, we never grew up like doing it with an accent. I made it very fancy. No, I'm no, sorry. I like that. I like, no, I like how it sounds so much better. Do you not speak Spanish? I do un poquito like oh interesting but I understand it all it's just okay. I get really like frazzled when people are like say something in Spanish I'm like yeah. oh, I can't put together a sentence <laughs> but when I go to Mexico it's easy mm. for me to pick it up you know interesting. what I mean so but so your dad speaks fluent Spanish yes and so does my mom and um, where's your mom from uh, Everett Washington where I'm from they okay. uh, she last minute in college decided to study in Mexico with her friends for six months I think it was about uh-huh. six months and they like toured all over Mexico and they went to Guadalajara and she met my dad and she said that they just started dating and then she came back to and my dad barely spoke English <clears throat> sorry and so yeah they um they figured it out and got married like a couple years later and they've been together ever since no way <laughs> yeah. so it worked out it worked out for them yes that's crazy <laughs> and then did your dad speak to you in Spanish yeah he spoke both because he was kind of still learning English when I was right. born and so like he we would learn like Spanish and English together watching Sesame Street oddly oh, I've heard so many of those stories yeah of like people learning English from Sesame Street mm-hmm. I think um What's her name from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Uh, now I'm spacing Choice? her name, of course. No. Um, no. The new member. What's her name? Uh, Crystal? No. <clears throat> um, uh, get, uh, get, <laughs> I'm like... Get, oh, my God. One? I want to say Gabrielle Union. It's not Gabrielle Union. Oh, Garcelle. <laughs> Garcelle. Yes, Garcelle. Dee, yeah. Dee, Dee, over here. <laughs> yes, Garcelle was like, yeah, she learned English from Sesame Street, which I think is so interesting. I know. It is like, because they would do a bunch of like Spanish stuff too. And so like, right. I remember learning the fruit names in Spanish and then, you know, yeah. but, but when my parents would talk, they'd sometimes speak Spanish. So I understand it all. It's right. just forming a sentence. It takes me a minute. Yeah, it's hard. And I have a daughter. She's like almost two. But it's for me, I want to speak to her in I mean, I want to speak to her in Spanish. But naturally, I just I go to English, you know. Right. But I think it's great when kids learn both. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good for them. It is. I agree. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we have so much to talk about. I know. I know. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I my niece and I were binge watching The Circle. Uh Uh-huh. And you came on, because I don't want to spoil it, but the show is like binge worthy. Everyone, you, you guys need to go watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a social media experiment, if yes, you will, right? right? Mm-hmm. With money at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's like $100,000. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is such a good show. And there's cliffhangers every episode. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so we're binge watching the show. And mm-hmm. I see you come on and I'm like, I... I've, I met her. Like I've met, I I, like I know her. Right. And, and so I remember, um, Lance being on the prior podcast that, that we were on yep. mm-hmm. and he came on a couple of times and I think you yeah. had come with him. I did. Yeah. I yeah. maybe a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so good that you're now on this show. It's so exciting. I don't think I've ever actually spoken to another assistant before. Oh, wow. Really? 
yeah, like a celebrity assistant. I don't like you talk to them to like mm-hmm. book events or mm-hmm. to book, you know, other clients. Yeah. But I've never actually like spoken to and like picked someone's brain. Right. Cause I'm on a massive email chain. I've been for years with several other, like Lisa Rinna's assistant who also does yeah. Patrick Dempsey and then like Kate Hudson's assistant, Goldie Hawn's assistant, Gwen Stefani. Like we have a whole like chain what? of people. <laughs> yeah. Alyssa Milano's assistants on there. Yeah. So we, um, oh my goodness. it's really great because we all use each other for resources. You know what I mean? Like, oh, do you oh, know of a great so... cross country moving company? Yes. Yeah. Because you need it mm-hmm. so often than you not. Do. Yeah. Yes. So once a so week. How yeah. Did- yeah, so you've met Lance over oh, 15 years ago? Mm, yeah, 15 or six, 16 years ago, actually. How, how did you guys meet? Uh, I was a publicist in Las Vegas, and he came to a show opening that uh, the PR firm I worked for was representing, and uh-huh. we like kind of kept in touch. That was in yeah. March and of 2005. Yeah, March of 2005. So by the end of the year, his assistant was moving on to Disney, and he asked if I wanted to come work for him. And I said yes. And I started in February 2006. That's crazy. Yeah. And then you've been with him ever since. Yeah, we took a little two-year break from 2014 to 2016. And then I came back. So Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel? Because when I was doing it, I, mm-hmm. I, I was doing it for eight plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like your personal life sort of takes like the back seat? Or do you feel like it's changed now? Well, yes. Before when we were younger, absolutely. Because we're also best friends. So that's mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it's weird. It's like there's a fine line of like, know. when am I working? When am I not working? So, right. Yeah. So we, um, when we were younger, you know, I worked a lot more. But now mm-hmm. it's like I've been doing it for so long. I don't need to spend as much time in, in, in the house. You know, I can do right. a lot remotely which is great. And also when I started, uh, there was no Amazon. There was no like delivery services. (laughs) So I was the one going like to pick things, random things up. Now it's like, yes, Amazon shopping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Which I, I'm glad because that was the part I hated most about the job was like the errands and stuff. I know Mm -hmm. it's, it was the worst because there's so much car time. Exactly. And you had to really think about like right before you left of, okay, it's going to take me two hours to get there and then Mm -hmm. I can go here and then I can go there and be back at this time and take calls during this time. It's like a waste of time, really. You know what I mean? For somebody's assistant to be I mean, I guess that that is what people use an assistant for a lot. But most of my time spent in front of the computer, like booking flights, answering emails, keeping the schedule. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know. I can't be at my computer when I'm driving around Los Angeles all day long, like doing exactly. various things. So exactly. It's like not being efficient. Yes, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's like your, so your day-to-day life has changed now versus how it started. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and do you feel like the relationship between you guys is like you were saying, like you guys are like friends? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've grown up, you know, we're not going out, you know, to clubs and, I know. you know, out to party like four nights a week anymore. <laughs> so yeah, I know we're like more homebodies. And, and so it's, it's definitely changed, but he travels a lot. He loves to travel. So I house sit a lot. That's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's some, you know, I don't think I've been at home like staying 
at my own place for a whole month. Like he, I, every month I'm like here at least really? for a weekend. What about quarantine? How, how did a quarantine treat you guys? So it was fine. Like he had a podcast going on at the time. So we were busy, but I, mm-hmm. he lets me go home whenever I want to see my family. Um, in it's North of Seattle. So I, oh, I go okay. home every like six to eight weeks. He's really cool about it. So, and, oh, and it's like, nice. I can do really everything remotely. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we, right. I like to be here and like have some FaceTime with them, but like it remotely is Everything fine. you need to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like booking. So you do yeah. all the bookings, everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's so, isn't it so fun? It is. And it's so easy for me now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Before it wasn't, but it like you can do it with your eyes closed. You're like, I know exactly what I need to do. Right. Yeah. But I would never do it for anybody else. Like I, yeah. I've tried like, cause there were times when he lived part-time in New York and I stayed in LA so I could work part-time with some other people. And it just, I don't know. He's so low maintenance. So going from somebody that's slow, that's low maintenance good. That, to like, I worked for somebody that like wanted me to unpack her at the hotel and set up her internet. And I was like, oh, when yeah. Lance and I get someplace, it's like, bye, we'll see you at dinner. We'll see you in the morning or, you know, like come watch a movie or whatever. But he's never asked me to unpack him. He's never asked me to set up his internet. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I'm spoiled in that way. Right. I mean, I think that's the, that's like the most ideal. I had a friend, um, who worked with, um, the Apatos Mm -hmm. and, um, she said that they were so great, but then it got almost too personal. Yeah. You know, because Mm -hmm. then it was almost like, uh, like, it's a fine line of like, are you taking advantage of me now? Because we're almost like friends and, Mm -hmm. and you know, you are at their house all the time and you are eating with them and, and you know, Mm -hmm. their family Mm -hmm. and it's, it's that interesting, you know, that fine line of like, when is it appropriate right. to to either say things or mm-hmm. do things or where do you draw the line? That I think that was probably my hardest part is of it's hard, you know. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're answering emails at two. Th- well, I, I was answering emails at two three in the morning, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and it was almost like you know they they just know that you're always there, right? And I I did work for somebody else, and when uh, during that two year break from from Lance. Um, because I freelance assisted, I guess. Uh, And no pun intended, (laughs) no pun intended. Um, But I would not answer their texts right away. Because with Lance, he knows like, I usually answer my texts right away. Yeah. But with with new people, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Because I need you're going to set the precedence of like, yeah, mm -hmm, of like keeping a little bit of a boundary. But like, even those two years that I didn't work for him, and we were just friends, and I'd come over to the house. And I remember I was over watching a movie one time, and something was wrong with the TV. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this isn't my problem anymore, you know? (laughs) But I did, of course I fixed it. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) cause I've never, there was only a short period of time where we were just friends prior to that. Um, before I started working for him. So I've always been in work mode around him or like, let me get your car from valet Mm -hmm. when we're just friends, you know? Yes. And, and it was like, well, when am I working? When am I not? Like, do Mm -hmm. I pay for this or am I working? So does he pay? Like it just, I know the lines get very blurry, but now we've learned how to navigate it a little bit better. I think. Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, after 15 years, I would hope. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Definitely. (laughs) But it's still, it's still always hard. And Mm -hmm. congratulations. So you're going to be a soon to be auntie. Yes, I am. I know. I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine being an aunt. But I'm yeah, not right? a nanny. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm not. I'm not. You'll a find nanny. yourself though. You're mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna tell him go take like a date night. I'll watch the kids. Right. Right. You'll, you'll have your moments. Yeah. It's funny because I'm not a baby person. Babies freak me out because they're so fragile. You know, I know what I mean? It's like I know. And and I don't know what I have a niece and a nephew, but like I love the the age when they start communicating and they're funny and like my niece That's right what now I'm waiting for yeah she's five uh, she'll turn five in a couple of weeks and she's oh. so funny right now you yeah. know what I mean and she can say what she wants and it's just like the crying like I don't know do you need to be cha-? and also I get grossed out really easily oh, so like the spit up and the poops and yeah, all of that all You're, that yeah. gross like spit up is fine it's when like they barf you know like like at like a huge <laughs> like good when thing you is get that older when ba- oh when they're older yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm I like when they're babies that. it's just like milk but it's mm-hmm. I was the same exact way I was so not um motherly or nurturing mm-hmm. I, I just didn't have that in me and then I surprisingly got pregnant um mm-hmm. and then I quickly had to you know change that right you fi- I mean you figure it out for sure you do you know? and I think that because you guys are so close mm-hmm. you're gonna look at those babies and you're gonna be like oh my gosh like mm-hmm. I it'll it'll come to you I right. think too and it's so, same with like uh like with their dogs I feel like they're my dogs too you know I mean obviously it's exactly. different with a baby but yeah it's gonna be because I'm gonna be like the main female in their life really because you know it's two dads and then I'm here the most I mean I don't know the nanny situation or anything like that but but yeah they'll definitely like we'll definitely have a bond absolutely Mm -hmm. oh my god that's so special yeah no I'm excited it's gonna be it's gonna be different but it you know, is. We'll figure it It'll out. Be, it, it's. It just. It feels right. It's like the next stage, yeah. the next phase in life. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It's I good. agree. Good for them. I know. Oh I'm excited. God, that's so exciting. <laughs> so let's talk about the circle. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Um, it was a friend of a friend cast the show, and I uh-huh. met him at my birthday party right before COVID happened. It was like a couple days before we all shut down, yeah. and. He, uh, I was like, I'd love, I want to be on the circle. And Lance was there and he was like, she's got to be on the circle. And, uh, it's funny. So he was, he was for it. Oh, so for it. Cause he, he would love to go on it, but like, he can't, like, he doesn't have yeah. the time to yeah. like take a month off work or, you know, whatever. And, right. um, yeah. So I, uh, I did the audition process. Like I had to submit a tape. Like I just got, you know, pushed in, a little bit easier because it, they weren't like weeding through tapes and they just found me. Like I right. had a person to send my, yes. t- my recording to. Yeah, of course. So yeah. And yeah. And it just worked but before out. Before this, mm-hmm. you were never on, you were never in front of the camera. No. Mm-mm. Cause I feel like our, like our type, yep. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we like to stay behind the camera. I do. Mm-hmm. Like that. I'm the same exact way. I was like, you're, you're great. You're an entertainer. You go do your mm-hmm. thing. I will, I will handle all the pieces in the background, but like, don't get me on camera. Yes. That, that um, was so for me. you, was it like a big shift for you? Yes. To have it was to, like, weird. Was it? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you always think like, how does he do it? <laughs> yes. Cause he makes it look easy. You know, like when yes. you're in the, in the entertainment industry and you are working with somebody that's really seasoned, like they make it look so easy. I know. And I was like, this is so, it's just not natural <laughs> for me. You know right. what I mean? And so yeah. it was nice that like the camera, they're not hidden, but like they're not in a crew isn't following you around. So I think right. it was a little bit easier in that way. Because everyone there was there was how many contestants at one point? I think uh, eight, eight or nine, eight, ten, ten, something like that. Some, and between they eight each, and ten. 
Yeah, and and each person basically is in their own little apartment. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like Big Brother. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so the cameras are basically all around yep. the entire apartment mm-hmm. and they're watching you sort of go through this whole process to hopefully win and, yep. and become the most popular person within the circle. Right, exactly. And so it wasn't as like I couldn't, probably do like a docu-series like yeah you know, it wasn't like housewives where they're no. literally just following you around yeah like that. no I don't yeah. know if I could do that but this was like easy because after a little bit you forgot that the cameras were even there and you just like so what do you do when you life. have to use the restroom or all when you have to you just tell the producers dressed. you know like oh I'm gonna use the restroom and you take off your microphone and then they turn the camera around so oh, they will <laughs> yeah and like same when you're getting dressed or yeah so they're it's they're great about that Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like annoying that you're like, can you just turn around, like turn oh, no. the camera around? No, and my oh, producers <laughs> were amazing. You had one in the day and one in the night. And uh-huh. it was just, it was nice because you at least had someone to talk to, you know? You would talk to them? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like you know, I did a puzzle. It was all, I'm so bad at puzzles. And yeah. so like we would go back and forth when I was doing my puzzle and they would laugh at me because... Every time day they'd come in, they're like, you only got that far. And I was like, yeah. And I've been working on it for four hours. Oh so. my God. So is there a lot of downtime? Um, yes and no. There's a lot of hurry up and wait. You know what no. I mean? Like, so it's like, we're, we're going to be filming something in 20 minutes and, and then 20 minutes would be two hours. You know? So oh, there's really? just like a lot of that, but yeah, but you're pretty busy. I mean, in the grand scheme and, of things. And so then at night, do they turn off the cameras when um, you sleep? No, but they, I think they turn them around. I don't remember, but no. And I like honestly didn't even care. I was so drained. I'd like right, get in my bed like, and read and like pass yeah. out. So yeah. Oh my goodness. And mm-hmm. then you, they would, they would bring you your food and you mm-hmm. had to cook your own meals mm-hmm. and, but you had no TV and no cell phone. Nope. None of those. You had a. Was it how painful was that? I actually didn't mind it because, as really? you know, you, when you're an assistant, your phone is like glued to your hand. So this was I like. Know, that's why. Oh, that's like. A, oh my a nice, god! Like, I, did you have withdrawals a little bit? <laughs> um, well, so when you go, when we had a mandatory quarantine once we got to Manchester in England, like it was like a country thing you had to do for two weeks. And so they took my phone then and they gave us like a production phone, but I could only have like five numbers in it. And Uh. so it was like my family, Lance and my best friend and my sister. And so I had those, but it was like an Android and I didn't really know how to use it very well. (laughs) So it was like, I kind of got prepped. What is this ancient thing? I know. Yeah. So I kind of got prepped a little bit for Mm -hmm. it. Like I weaned myself, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't that bad actually. And then how did you guys prep for you leaving and not having to work? Did he have somebody else? Yes. So um, Jess, who was his podcast producer, and she she does branding and social media for him. She stepped in. And like, oh, that's nice. I had like an out of office message that I was going to be un- unavailable for a month and it would forward to her. So it oh, wasn't that's good. It wasn't that bad because the max is a month, right? Uh, yeah. But if you if you were to get eliminated or whatever, then you get to go home. No, or you, you have to stay. Wait? You have to stay you until do? the finale. Mm-hmm. But you, and they put you in an apartment or something. I mean, so in a hotel after um, the two week quarantine, you go into another apartment situation before you actually go into the circle apartments with the chaperone. Oh. And so with when you have the chaperone, you can go on walks and stuff like you because oh when you did the very two fancy. Yeah. When you did the two week quarantine, I couldn't leave the room. I couldn't leave the flat. But it was like, you know, it was like big. It had a bedroom, a living room, a kitchen, a bathroom. But you could not leave. 
Like you couldn't leave the but whole there time. you can have the TV and the phone. Yes. Uh huh. Got it. Yeah. And then you go into the to the to the the, the second one and with the with the chaperone with mm-hmm. the chaperone and the security guard. <laughs> yes, basically. And I love her. Her name was Ellie, and she was just great. Uh-huh. So, yes. Yeah, so you live with them, and you each had your own bedroom and own bathroom. Or like our flat during that time was it was so nice. I was like, I would live here. So what's the chaperone for? Just so that you're not talking to anybody? Yeah. And and, and so you anyone? can go on walks because. I don't, I don't know where everybody stayed around Manchester, but like they had on their phones, like a, I don't know if it was like, like a, a tracking. Yeah. So they would so know run into each other. Yes. So they would know like so-and-so is on a walk, you know, don't, you can't go on a walk yet or you can't go over here or whatever. Oh and also goodness. like to make sure that you're not, cause I guess people have done this in the past, get on dating apps. You know, like, yeah, it's so weird. I'm like, that is bizarre, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, but I was only with my chaperone for two nights before I went into play, so... Oh my God. So that's not too bad. No. Mm-mm. And I loved okay, her. We and had the so whole much process. Fun. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Would you do it again? I loved it. I would totally do it again. I had a great time. You did? Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do any spoilers. You guys have to watch and, and see yeah. who wins. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but is there anything else that you'd want to do? Like, or do you feel like you're happy where you're at? Like now you have a podcast, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and what's your podcast? Uh, it's called Laugh Out Loud with Lisa. Because uh, I laugh like that's my thing. My nickname is Gig. I just I'm really yeah. easily amused um but it's, you and my mom would get along oh is she it, <laughs> oh my my mom is like the charo oh my and oh, she's I loud and she's just <laughs> always laughing always making jokes she, yeah. she's hilarious that's my dad uh, yeah it, it's it's probably like the latin yeah maybe them, you know yeah 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 they, uh, they're always parting I know it's true um so yeah I do my podcast and it's kind of like like the Seinfeld of podcasts. Like I just like oh, the I name like because that. like it's alliteration, but I kind of, I wanted to do something where I could talk about kind of anything because yes, like, same here. <laughs> you know, like I love often I'll start talking about food for the whole time or, yeah. you know, uh, reality TV. Like I had on, um, a guy that has a big Bravo meme account. And yes. that was so much fun because we talked oh all my. about housewives and yes. Bravo. I think I watch mostly everything. Like I watch below deck yeah. family karma, Shaws of sunset, all the housewives. Oh, I know me too. Yeah. So it's sickening. It's it, a sickening addiction. <laughs> it is, but it's like so fun. And I, I could talk about that for days. So, but <laughs> yeah. there's so many Bravo podcasts out there that I was just like, you know what? I just want to make it about everything. A little bit of everything. Yeah, Yeah, we can talk about whatever anybody wants. Don't put yourself in a box. No, no, exactly. (laughs) That's so exciting. And I love that Lance allows you to do this. Oh, yeah. And and he 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 doesn't put you in a box. No, because sometimes mm-hmm. they get very protective and they just want you to stay and keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really good that he's allowing you to do that. Yeah. No, he's like my biggest supporter. He's like, do it. Mm-hmm. Like he's you know we um we went to this event for uh race to a race MS for multiple sclerosis, yes. and he had to do the red carpet. And he's like, you should have done it with me. And I was like. No, Aww. I'm like, you're a proper, <laughs> like now that's taking it too far. Yeah, I'm like, you're a proper, like talent celebrity. I was a contestant on a reality show. It's okay. <laughs> like I'm, I'm fine being behind the scenes. You that's know, that so doesn't funny. bother me. Do you want to do any other shows? Like, are there any like bucket list shows? Um, not really. I think a cooking show would be kind of fun. I could totally see you doing yeah, a or baking. Show. Do you do you cook well? I I'm okay. Like I love I love doing it. Baking I love to do more because it it's relaxing oh. for me. 
I don't really? know. I love it, but I don't bake because I'll eat it all. And so that's why I'm like, I, I don't bake as often as I like. Um, so I could, I would like to do that, but not one that's like for pro bakers. You know what I mean? Right. It has to be yeah, like yeah. for like amateur. Nailed it. Yes. Yes. Or like yeah. uh, worst cooks in America. There um, you go. I'm not like a bad cook, but there's a lot of stuff that I could learn. See, I, I would win that show for sure. My, my fiance is <laughs> an executive chef. So oh. he cooks like the fanciest stuff. And oh. we always talk about it. But I I just like I can make three dishes and that's pretty much it. No, I, I but, get that. And I have the palate of a 10 year old, I always say. So my yeah. stuff's very like basic. Like give me chicken like fingers. Mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ch- mac and cheese cheese quesadilla chicken fingers yeah uh, tacos fajitas I like I remember Lance and I had a business dinner I think it was at the London Hotel a million years ago at like Gordon Ramsay's restaurant and there was nothing I could eat on there I was like what I had soup and even the soup was too fancy (laughs) okay so you don't do like the French laundry you don't do any of those like fancy dinners see that's what he forces me to do which now I actually don't mind you should try it I I try like because he's Lance is also a food pusher yeah. He makes me try everything and, and I like, can't. I don't I don't like it like I cauliflower when people are like cauliflower mashed potatoes taste exactly the same I'm like they do not and cauliflower the smell puts me over the edge it's so I think vile you and his kids are gonna get along just fine I know I know I'm like I'll make you grilled cheese all day like exactly. I, I love don't that. tell your dad I know, yeah. I know I'm not I do like sushi oddly like that like okay. sashimi and stuff but I don't oh, like cooked I fish I do raw I, I can't do cooked fish. I know it's so weird. I'm like, it's bizarre, but I don't do tomatoes, cauliflower, broccoli, like uh, nothing, fish. nothing no, in the veggie. Yeah. No, I mean, all the vegetables I like are like <laughs> carrots, corn, <laughs> potatoes. I do like a Brussels sprout in a, like a balsamic, you know, yes, vinegar kind of thing. Bacon. Bacon. Oh, mm. yes. But like, I don't do like duck or lamb or any sort of gamey gamey yeah. thing you know but yeah I hear you so I just had a whole we, we went to this restaurant and it was the whole entire thing was duck but oh. it was like all parts of the duck oh, so yeah. they it was like a, um <laughs> like a souffle of duck plus the meat of the duck and then a sauce of the duck I'm like I'm gonna be quacking when I, I know, get right? out of this place oh my god and he loves it and I'm looking at him like god how do you do this but then you know he has like the best wine so I can't complain I know I know it's tough and like I appreciate what chefs do like I think it's amazing what they can do with food it's just I feel like it's wasted on someone like me because I don't fully appreciate it you know I'd rather go to Chili's than go to like some (laughs) fancy restaurant like I I really would (laughs) I see I I'm a fan of Olive Garden. Oh, me too. I mean, I, he's going to kill me. But like, if if you go to Olive Garden, you can't go without ordering the bowl of Alfredo sauce. Yes. And the bread. Do you do the bowl oh, of Alfredo with, with the bread? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to like, I mean, it's the best thing on earth. It really is. And like, the thing I love about a chain restaurant, it's like the consistency. It's going to be the same here as it is. Like when I was in London, I went to a TGI Fridays, you know, because it's like the same. (laughs) I know that the food is going to be the same as it is over here. It's so true. And it's so good. Like, I don't know why, I don't know why people like make such fun of it. Like when people are too snobby for a chain restaurant, I'm like, you're probably not my that, people. <laughs> that it. That, my fiance is not your people. He's not even my people. 
<laughs> I'm like, where can we go to eat? Right. Well, but he's the guy a doesn't chef. even like Mastros. Like he doesn't even like Mastros. Oh, he doesn't. Wow. No. He's like, that's overpriced steak. He's like, they're not even getting their steak. Like all this whole. Th- I mean, but he's a chef, so I give him. I'll give him like a pass on that because like that's yeah. his like thing. But yes. yeah, I my favorite bean burrito in the whole world is from Taco Bell. You know, like the Taco Bell. Oh, bean don't burrito. get me started with Taco Bell. That's my it. place. Oh, isn't it so good? Oh, what are your favorite it. places in LA? Like, if people are listening right now that are traveling to LA, where would you tell them to go? Okay, Boa. Besides Olive Garden and Chili. <laughs> yeah, Boa is my favorite restaurant, I would oh, say. I love Boa. In, in uh, LA. It's just, yes. it's always so good and like spot on. Um, mm-hmm. I love. Uh, Kawami in the valley it's a sushi place it's oh, like okay it's um Katsuya but the one in Studio City not the one owned by SBE like oh, the fancy okay. one this yeah. is like a hole in the wall but it's so good so Kawami is like the nicer one but it's like not really it's like the same food it's just a little bit more expensive those are okay. my favorite like sushi restaurants um oh Rocco's of course I'm there all the time that's Rocco's the, I have never been uh there's one in to go. West Hollywood and then there's one in Studio City. There's a bunch of them. One in Pasadena, but uh-huh. they have the boneless buffalo wings there are like the best ever. Oh, I'm getting hungry just talking. I know. Oh, and I love sweet butter uh, in Sherman Oaks as well on Ventura. They just, Ooh, it's just I like, gotta try these. It's good, like comfort food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys like? Where do you like to go? Like not not fancy, but like where do you? Yeah. Besides Olive Garden. Yeah. Besides um, Olive Garden. So, my, well, I mean, bias. I love my fiance's restaurant, Mayor's oh, Table. It's it's um within a hotel. It's at Lido House. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've so heard of Lido House. Uh huh. So mm-hmm. it's it's the restaurant within the hotel. That's his. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So that one's really good. Um, I love Javier's. Oh, I've never been. Is that Mexican? Yeah. They have it, one in, they have one in like Century City and oh, really? a bunch out there. Yeah. Was that on Housewives before? It sounds yes. familiar. Okay. That yeah. Was, that was like the seat debacle when she told Shannon to, with the she, plate? That she was sitting in her seat. Yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that whole, that whole thing. That yeah. was at Javier's. With HelloFresh, you can get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. So skip the trips to the grocery store, you know I hate those, and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just 30 minutes or less parents you know exactly what i'm talking about when it's dinner time and you are freaking out your kids are freaking out they're starving and all you want to do is just get a healthy meal on the table quick and easy so try HelloFresh quick and easy meals it's 15 to 20 minute dinners breakfast on the go and more easy options perfect for the busy lifestyle HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items each week including ready to eat salads sandwiches and soups there's something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity I know Riley you know being a chef all you want is fresh food nothing else matters as long as it's fresh he thinks that that's when you get really really good meals and obviously nutrients i haven't tried this yet i'm dying and i'm waiting for this box to arrive but i cannot wait to actually cook with it and 
actually have Riley cook with it <laughs> and see what he thinks of it, what I think of it, what Piper thinks of it. So enjoy a wide variety of easy, delicious options for all three meals a day, plus every snack and special treat in between within the HelloFresh market. HelloFresh's high quality, fresh ingredients are sourced directly from the growers and delivered from the farm to your front door in under a week, contact free, of course, which Riley is going to love. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Humble14 and use code Humble14 for up to 14 meals plus free shipping. You guys, let's just do it. That's HelloFresh.com slash Humble14 and use code Humble14 for up to 14 meals plus free shipping. You guys should tag me in your meals and let's do this together. So you guys remember HelloFresh.com slash Humble14. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of stressors. We already know this. And it doesn't matter who you are or what you have going on in your life. It's probably stressful. I know for me, this entire year has been stressful. And I feel like I definitely need (laughs) to talk to somebody and go to therapy to help with my own sort of sanity, but you can unload the stress and get it out and talk to somebody who's completely unbiased about your life. Someone who isn't going to judge you or take sides or any of that, which is honestly sometimes better than talking to a sister or a mom or a husband or wife. It's good to just have an unbiased opinion. So BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours so you can unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback you'd be pretty surprised at what you might actually gain from it so you should see it for yourself so this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and humble and hungry listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com slash humble that's betterhelp b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p.com slash humble we got this Okay, so you don't, all right, you don't like warm weather. No, I do not. Like, Hawaii, I feel like I would go to for like, you know, four or five days. And like, yeah. I, I be, like, I, I want to see like where pineapple, like a but pineapple field. do you want field. like snow? Do you prefer snow? Like you want um, like a big jacket and like the heavy clothes? Yeah, I like, I love a sweater. <gasps> oh. Not like, not like super cold. Yeah. Like 50 degrees is like oh, my yeah, happy I'm okay place. okay with that. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but I do a love good layer, like, but not like if I have to start putting gloves and like snow boots on. No, I don't like extreme cold, like <laughs> yeah. like Chicago or like New York or those are way too cold. But yeah. I also do not like being sticky and sweaty. Like I, that's, I agree with you. Humidity, the worst. It is. But what I do love about Hawaii, same thing I love about Ireland is that there's no snakes. 
That yes. like is a big selling point for me because okay. I'm deathly afraid, even yep. of garden snakes. Like I don't, I don't care. Ba- Everyone's like, it's a baby garden snake. I'm like, like I don't no. care. Uh-uh. I just get spiders. Them away from are you me. okay with spiders? I'm okay with spiders. <laughs> so Lance and his husband are afraid of spiders. So I'm like, I will. I, I try will not kill to kill them, yet. but I like try to put them outside. But it just depends. Yeah. But snakes, like I was at work. Uh, I don't know. I think it was last summer, and I'm like at the dining room table, you know, on my computer, and I look out of the corner of my eye and a snake it was like this long slithered under the patio furniture and I was like what? oh my god and I take off running into the into the bedroom Lance was in there and I was like there's this big snake and blah 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 blah. so he goes out there and I'm like watching so I can kind of see and he chased it away from me and I was like oh thank you he was like it was uh, not hard there a lot snake. of snakes up there I don't I've never I don't think I I've mean, ever seen a snake out here <laughs> Yeah, there's because they live up in like the the hills area, and so yeah, there are. I fortunately have only seen that one, but they have told me about others. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, me too. I could, like I could never live up in the mountains, or uh, it's just no. not for me. No, no. And whenever I stay here, I like uh, I lock the bedroom door because I'm always yeah. they're big pranksters, and oh. I'm like they would totally throw get a snake <laughs> and I will have a heart attack and like I'm like it might be manslaughter and I looked it up and if you scare someone to death you actually the family can sue for that it's if they true. knowingly but, know but if you live if you live in the same house you cannot sue the person that you live with oh really I, yeah you but can't I don't sue live someone here. in your own house I so guess. I'm good I'm good yeah. if, if they scare me to death I, I can well my my parents can sue them I guess. <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> I am so happy you came on thank oh, you too. this was, was so, so fun. much fun next time you'll have to come on and we'll talk all things housewives oh yeah I would love that this season of Beverly Hills is so good I mean did you watch last night I did it was so good <sighs> do you think Erica knew yes I know. I I just find oh, it, but I don't think she knew. I'm I'm gonna say I don't think she knew like the absolute specifics of it. But right. she knew the gist of what was going on, and I think she just turned a blind eye. Right, because she likes all the fabulous. Yeah, I think she went into in the life. relationship knowing it's like it, it was a deal. You know, it was mm-hmm. like I know what I'm getting out of it. You know what you're getting mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, he took her in with her with her son. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like she knew, and she was like, "Look, I'm, it's like I'm a ride or die. Like, let's let we're gonna do this together." Right, right. I just the part that I have the problem with that everyone I'm sure has a problem with is that the money from like the like the kids that it's were orphaned awful. and the widows and and that did you is, watch the hulu i did i yeah. did and i'm just like that is so awful like that is awful and if i were her even if she didn't know i would be selling my stuff and okay. giving that money to those people i couldn't agree with you more and i think that where she's where she's not doing it right mm-hmm. is even her presence on social media it's mm-hmm. a very like i don't give a f yeah. and like you know it, like she's still too high and mighty and I, I yeah. think she needs to tone it back and and make make it right with the yeah. families she that needs suffered. to humble herself she really does and I just feel like I'm not getting that from her like she's very cold I mean I don't know her I've never met her but from but, what she comes off right but yes she comes off is very cold and like you didn't come from 
money, right? Like she married into it. So I just feel like she knows what it's like to struggle and exactly and not have you would things. think she would have the perspective. Yeah. And just, you know, all she has to do is sell a couple handbags and like, you know, and I don't think that's admitting guilt. I think that that is just saying like, look, I'm doing the right thing. And, right. and I want to help these people because I didn't know. Right. I mean, I guess, right. I guess if we were lawyers, would we tell her no because now you look guilty right so I, I guess I can know. see that because I wonder if part of her is like I want to help mm-hmm. but then maybe she can't who knows right right but I would love I mean, to give her the benefit of the doubt I just unfortunately I feel like I think she's probably too like I think she's like really in it for her yeah. to I think see yeah of course of course on. and she's also so far deep in it like what does she yes. do now right yeah. I know. It's going to be an interesting, like if you were her PR agents, it, it would be, this, this would be a rough one. Oh, I actually, this is odd. Uh, my friend represents her oh. and I, I saw him the other night, um, in sync and backstreet. Some of the guys did something at the Grove. Yeah. Uh, and he represents one of the other, one of the guys that was there and I, I was like, who do you rep now? And so he told me, and he's like, an Erica Jane. I'm like, oh, wow. How's that? And he's like, you know, we're just, we're getting by. So, you know, well, I, at least they didn't drop her. I mean, God, remember like yeah. the Stasi and all those girls? Yes. And, and they dropped them immediately once all that scandal came out because right. they were like, we, we can't, we can't be associated with it. Right. And that's, yeah, you're right. Because I mean, it was a different situation like that had to right. do with racism, but this has to do with stealing fraud from, yeah, fraud and, and yeah, stealing from, yeah. or I mean, her lawyer and, dropped her. Yeah. But then I guess they came back. Oh, the lawyers did? came back. Mm-hmm. I don't know why though, but yeah. And it's also like, I, I was talking about this yesterday. Uh, if you're going to be on a reality show, why would you do, if you knew something, like Tom obviously definitely knew what was going on. Right. Why would he think it's a good idea for his wife to be on a show when exactly. people dig, you know, people dig and dig and dig. Like when I got picked to be on the circle, I deleted my Twitter account because God forbid something <laughs> I said, I've been on it since 2009. Yeah, I don't think anything's don't problematic, right. but I can't go search through all those to make sure. So I deleted that. I archived all my Instagram except like 10 photos and just kind of started over because I was Good. like, God forbid I made a bad stupid joke when I was like yeah in in my 20s and We're it comes back a to a very haunt me. sensitive time mm-hmm. and and I think that it's okay because it's better that you take those things off the table right. versus them come up and then hurt someone's feelings or whatever over something right. that maybe now you it doesn't represent you now right because it's weird like when when social media started like I mean I think I was on Twitter around 2009 but us as a society has grown so much like I remember a friend of mine would be Pocahontas every Halloween like it was so she would just change it you know like to Pocahontas and carry like poker chips and then now she can't do that anymore because it's not okay so it's just even in that short amount of time and and I feel like a part of it is it's good that we're all learning right we're all learning Mm -hmm. together of like okay that's probably Mm -hmm. not appropriate right right and we're Mm -hmm. learning about our culture you know and and all that but um but we 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 didn't do it out of malice we just did it I guess you know because we didn't know any better 
Right, like uh, I was talking to Lance and Michael last night about Speedy Gonzalez, right? We were talking about the Looney Tunes and I was like, God, I love Speedy Gonzalez. And then I was like, but is that are people offended by him? I'm like, well, being half Mexican, I, I'm not offended. I think he's great. And yeah. my dad's like, no, he doesn't like, I like him. Yeah. You know, but, so, but I'm sure that there are people that are like, no, he's stereotypical and totally, you know, whatever. But it's like, I mean, like uh, there's uh, Sylvester the cat. He stuttered. Is that okay? These like, <laughs> right, you just right. don't know. Right. But also people have to remember when those cartoons were made, it was a long time ago. Yes. You know, so and and the just, Disney and all like the Disney shows. Wasn't there mm-hmm. one that they had to um take out a bunch of episodes? It was like a Disney show. I, I just yes. feel like yeah, they're constantly mm-hmm. having to like go back and Yeah. I mean, at some point we're like now going in and changing all of like this history that we've I know, but it's so hard because there is that fine line like you know, Splash Mountain, they had to redo that whole thing because it was so like racist you know the brer rabbit and i don't really know the story the song of the south i think it was called oh so they had to change it yeah but i mean i i get why they do it but it's also like it was a different time i don't know it's hard it, it i don't is have hard. the answers it is hard i know <laughs> all all i know is erica jane i hope she just i hope she like you said humbles herself mm-hmm. and you know, is doing something to better those families because it sounds yeah. like his bank account is completely drained. So yeah. if she does yeah. have the money, let's hope that she's at least paying these families off. Well, yeah, because even like, yeah, she downsized and moved into another home, but it's That's not like she moved into an apartment. Home. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's not like she's living, you know, next door to me, which is like a moderately priced apartment. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But like you said, I mean, one of those, one of those handbags is like $80,000. So it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, you don't, do you really need all that stuff? Do you like the glam? I would get rid of my glam squad. Like you can, you look, you look better with less makeup. You know what I mean? Totally. You don't, you don't need that. And that's expensive. I'm sure it's hard to go from nothing to having everything to then going back down to nothing. Yeah. I, mean, I bet too. That's that's a really tough pill to swallow. Oh, and especially yeah, being sure. on a show like that when all your other friends are, you know, wealthy mm-hmm. and everyone's doing mm-hmm. great and their relationships are great or, or so they right. seem. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. I know. That's why I love Potomac because it's like, yeah, they're wealthy, but it's like a different, it's not as flashy yeah. and probably not as much as like Beverly Hills has, but I like that. Yeah, I'm like, like you know, the just, and glam and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> we went on a whole tangent, <laughs> whole tangent. <laughs> but thank you so much. And of course, I feel like we need to like get together in L.A. I know, of course. Or I need to come down and see Laguna Beach. That's a good idea. Too. You guys should do that too. <laughs> yeah, that would be so I'll, fun. I'll take you around. All right. Well, thank you so much. You guys, make sure to watch The the Circle Season 2 on Netflix. It's airing now. And listen to our podcast. It's Laugh Out Loud with Lisa. Yes. And you can find it anywhere. Uh, podcasts mm-hmm. are... Okay, great. You can listen yep. anywhere. You can listen to your podcast. And... Yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you guys next week. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed getting to know my producer, Andy, and all about his hilarious Hawaii story and his beautiful kids. And Lisa, of course, who gave us all the scoop. Um, so, yes, you guys make sure to go and follow us cast Spotify, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Natalie Poucher. And remember, stay humble and stay hungry. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.